Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's Lala Kent. With Ran. With Randall. Yeah! We have a super dope guest today. She is poised, she is elegant, and she is a gangster when it comes to taking the wrath of Lala Kent. Her name is Raquel motherfucking Levis. <laughs> drum roll, drum roll. I gotta tell you, the reason I'm excited about having Raquel on is yeah. the fact that you two have all this stuff going on about whatever, two going at it or whatever, whatever. And she is the sweetest human and you have the biggest heart in the world. So I don't understand any of this shit, but I am excited to have her because I don't know Raquel that well. I know we're obviously just saying hi at different things. Yeah, totally. But I'm excited to get to know her because she's always so nice to me, so genuine. So, and I'm sure you two will talk and we'll hear that part of it. But yeah, I'm just glad you two are, are talking and friends and whatever it was, we'll, we'll get into, but I just got to tell you, Raquel, you know, there's a lot of people on your show and a lot of different personalities and Raquel from day one, no matter what has been going on. So kind. So kind. So sweet. So let me ask you a question, <clears throat> Miss Lala. Okay, Miss Randall. Soon to be Mrs. Lala. Soon to be Mrs. Lala. <laughs> we're in, we're in quarantine here on week 300. Yeah, yeah it's getting, it's getting, now, I, am I right to say that when we first got into quarantine, I had just gotten home. So you yeah. were already a weekend. Yes. I hit, I got home day one. I think I went into full depression. Like, what is going on? What just happened? And you already had been in like a week. Right. Week two, I was like bouncing off the walls, going nuts, renting RVs, you know, going to our house in Palm Springs, blah, blah, blah. You were happy as a clam. I saw you drawing every day. You have 400 coloring books here in front of us. I see you're laughing They're right here. You've got lizards you're drawing. You've got, uh, I don't know, you've got states and countries. Yeah. You were having the time of your life. Yes. Not only were you coloring, then we built our, we extended our pickleball court. Right. And now we've been playing pickleball. That's been awesome. Totally. So professional colorist, professional pickleball player, swimmer, uh, stepmom, everything. And you have been the best attitude. And I've been in the, like, the, the, the depths. And I've even PMS while in quarantine. Okay, that was a rough four days. That, that, those four days were tough. But we made it through all that, and you kept a great attitude. Totally. Yesterday, yesterday. Yeah. I feel like you hit the wall. Yeah, I'm hitting a wall. Yeah, today, today. I can only color <laughs> and give myself so many facials before I want to fucking shoot everybody. Okay, I'm looking at you, and at least you're admitting it. Because, you know, you have had the most positive attitude, babe. I swear to you, every day I've been like... Well, because I'm antisocial. So for me, it's like, oh, don't leave your houses. I'm like, oh, don't do it anyway. But even for you, three weeks of no gym, three weeks of not seeing any of your friends, not seeing any of your friends, is takes a toll. Yeah, I mean, all of my friends are homebodies. So, like, if we don't see each other for a minute, like, at least we text and whatnot, the gym is killing me and the gym is because the gym sets the tone for my whole day and i want to tell people people don't know this so normally our schedule is we wake up we talked about this we did we have talked about this okay so you don't want me to repeat it well i would prefer to talk about something different if we've already spoken about it i'm a repeater though um okay but (laughs) (laughs) okay but going backwards just saying when you go to the gym it is your kind of First wind of the day after your coffee. Yes. And I've told people a hundred times, if I don't have a trainer, I am not working out. My ass is getting flat. I've lost weight. You have lost weight. But th- is that a bad thing? Because I don't, I don't, I mean, you're well, skinny already. Most people, they're like, oh, that's great. Me, I want thick, thick ass. Oh, I don't want that. And I don't want a freaking thigh gap. You know, I'm trying to be thicky, thick bitch over here, which is why. Really? I squ- yeah. 
It's why I squat a lot. It's why I eat a lot. But I think it's because Jenna works my ass out so hard that my body is like needing fuel all the time. I just want to preface this. Whatever, however you say you look right now, I think you look stunning. Thank you. And I think you look beautiful every day. And that is the truth. And you know, I say that daily. Thank you. But what I do want to say is we've hit this wall, Mm -hmm. both of us. Yeah. And, And we're looking outside. It's pouring rain right now. And we're just like, you know, when does it end? And I we feel don't, like I'm in the walking dead kind of. Yes. Like this is our, this is our base. This yeah. is our camp. And the kids are the walkers because they they're stuck at home all day. Everybody's stuck. Are we zombies? They, I like hear them coming up the stairs. Do you think la, we're- la 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 la. I'm like, <laughs> no, shut the door. <laughs> it, you know, ki- people don't, people who don't, a lot of people who listen, I, I have kids and, but people don't have kids. Let me just tell you. I love being with oh, no. my children. The people but, that have kids know exactly no, what we're that's going what I'm through. Talking, but I'm trying to tell the people that don't. Yeah. So people who don't have children who are young, uh, you know, or haven't had kids yet or whatever, you know, you love your kids and you love every minute with them. And people know I love Riley and London obsessively. And so do you. you Obviously. You spend, but here's the thing. When they don't go to school and you have to try to be creative in your home, you can only color so much. You can only play Jenga so much. You can only play- Hide the, and seek, swim, pickle. You can it's the same only routine. run them into the ground so, so many much. times. Yes, before you're run into the ground by <laughs> freaking three o'clock. <laughs> exactly. You know? So so we so we face that. And, and, and I just think, look, I think we're halfway through this quarantine. I think we're, on, we're starting to head towards the other side. Right. I've read a lot of articles that say- the curve is starting to happen. The numbers are lower than they thought. Look, we don't know yet, but I am optimistic. I avoid the news. I don't know shit. I know, but I'm optimistic seeing a lot of headlines lately that seem like they're going in the right direction. So knock on wood, hopefully we'll all. All I know is my mother has put two baskets in the entryway, one full of masks, one full of gloves, and another full of Lysol. And that means, obviously, we're stepping our game up. You can't come in the house without those, and you can't leave the house without those. Correct. So clearly, shit is popping off at well, our no, house. Well, it's, no, it's popping off. But at the same time, right now, we're in a real serious lockdown this week, and they're saying that hopefully we'll hit our peak. But having said that, it does make me think about, like, when this quarantine's over and we go back to work, we go back to our lives or whatever version, the appreciation I'm going to have for traffic. I'm telling you, when I get in traffic to go to the office, I'm going to be like, thank God I can go to the office. So I just think people are going to be, I hope, more tolerant and and appreciative of the small things in life that we used to take for granted. Right. Like I used to sit there and be like, ugh, I have to go to like you know, a meeting today. Do you know how much money I would give to go to a meeting instead of them being like, here's the Zoom link. I mean, and by the way, you know, not only are you asking me to log into something, I'm technologically challenged, but you're asking me to get ready to sit at home in front of a computer. It's tough. It's tough. And I'll tell you, and and for you, I got to give you a lot of credit to stay. You have stayed sober. You have done your homework with your sponsor. And I'm sure for a lot of people who fight addiction, having to be quarantined, not be able to drive to their typical weekly meeting that some people have been going to for 20 it's years. It's all on Zoom. It's all on Zoom. But for 20 years, some of these people or 30 years have been sober going to the same weekly meeting, the same routine. I, I give a lot of people a lot of credit right now for for fighting to stay sober and staying the course because, you know, it's uh, it's already tough enough, I'm sure, to stay sober, but to stay sober in your house. I'm really happy that you brought that up because 
I feel like everyone is, you know, so consumed with getting sick and getting this virus and what do we do to prevent getting it that we also have to think about the fact that my people, my fellow alcoholics and addicts don't get to go to meetings that are keeping them sober. Yeah. That's, they that's, are having to do the work on their own, calling their sponsor, but they don't have, they don't have, and most people don't know this, just getting in the car to go to a meeting is keeping people sober. And they don't have that anymore. And by the they way, they have to log onto a computer and I get it. It's like, okay, well, they still have the meeting, but it's different. It is different. So I give so many people that have been going to those meetings for 10, 20 years that they're still fucking fighting for their sobriety. Those are the people that inspire me. And I want to second that. It just when I've gone to your the meetings with you to support you, watching the speakers and the inspiration and, and kind of the community that comes around you, yeah. watching the love that you get, you know, of being sober and the celebratory. And when I went to your one year, you know, watching yeah. you speak, like that I get it. Like, yeah. I get it. And right. to not have that right now, for you not to be able to just get in the car and say, I'm having a shitty two days. I, you know, I'm stressed as sh- like everybody else in the right. world. I'm going to go to my meeting and talk it out. Right. You, you, you can't do that. You but there talk. are people, Rand, that have been going to the, who have been sober for like 40 plus years and they go to a meeting and you look in the corner and they're like falling asleep. And it's like, but they went to but the they meeting. Went. They got in the car and they went to their meeting. Exactly the point. You they know? went to the meeting and it yes. doesn't matter. And maybe that week they were falling asleep, but the next week they needed the meeting. They right, needed but what the, I'm saying is yeah. that people, people take out, it's like, oh, but you can still tune in. It's like, but you don't understand the power of getting into your car and driving to that meeting. That's what I'm saying. And I, I give you so much respect. I tell you this all the time, your biggest accomplishment. And when I have gone to meetings with you to support you, yeah. watching you just you you know every time you came out of a meeting that i was with you at you were light you were like floating it was like church exactly so for you not to have that and have to do it on the phone or in zoom look i've been doing meetings or meetups with my friends you know that kind of stuff on the zoom yeah it's not the same it's It's not. not the same it's it's good it's something it's better than nothing but it's not the same and i that one meeting we went to with that amazing speaker uh, we were, uh, the place down of, by the 405, whatever. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that amazing speaker and we were both like amazing. blown away. I, you know, you can't get that same thing unless you're sitting 20 feet from the I person. Know. So Alala to you and everybody out there who's, who's, you know, staying sober, I give all of you such amazing respect because, you know, I know I need to drink even more during these times. So I give, I give <laughs> That's it. funny. But um, I just take more baths <laughs> instead of four a day. I'm taking like six. So I, if, the there, if there's a drought problem, I'm single handedly responsible for it. Okay. Well, I'm fine with that. Well, I want to say uh, I am excited about our next guest. I am excited that you and her are on such a good path. And I think that I'm excited to get to know a lot about her. So I think we should you should introduce her because obviously you know her better than me. Yeah. Let's take a short break. And then we are back with the stunning Raquel Levis. And we are back with the guest that I have been really excited about. I know. We've had some rocky times, but she, she was like really open to being on our podcast. We have the beautiful Raquel Levis. Yes. <laughs> Hello. Hey, hey Raquel. 
Hey, Lala, Randall. <laughs> Raquel, I am, I got to say, you are awesome and, and just so cool to just come on here. And, and I know that you and Lala had some Vanderpump drama, but you know what? That's behind us. And I just want people to, to get to know you because, you know, I don't know you that well, but I, I know, you know, James, obviously, for a long time now. And I just think that I, I, I can't tell you how excited I am for you to be here and for me and everybody to kind of get to know a lot more about you. So I just want to thank you. Amazing. Thank you. No, I'm excited to be here talking to you guys, too. So you said earlier, like you get you get nervous, you know, doing podcasts and you, you know, last year during the reunion, you have told us that you struggle or have struggled with anxiety and things like that. What is it like for you coming on? You know, you you met James and then you just like mm-hmm. became a personality on reality TV. Like, what was <laughs> your mindset? I don't know if I'd call myself a personality. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're definitely a personality. <laughs> good point. Well, I will Raquel, say, no, no, no. I will say, Raquel, this season watching you has been pretty epic. You've gone toes. I've already told you this when we've had our phone conversations. Like you handle yourself with grace and poise. I wish I could do that. Unfortunately, I'm cut from a very dingy cloth. But, you know, we let that. We just let it go. (laughs) Um, But what is it? What is it like for you to like watch yourself on TV when you, you know, you were a model or are a model? Like Mm -hmm. when you film, what is your mindset? It's really weird watching myself on TV. I don't particularly enjoy it. <laughs> like, that, that makes two of us, Raquel. Trust me, two of us. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, is that what I really sound like? <laughs> and like, like, what am I doing right now with my face? Um, but then I guess it makes you more aware of, you know, your um, gestures or anything. But um, filming in general is definitely an anxiety induced time because I do get anxious and nervous just about talking in general. Growing up, I, in class, I like was always the quiet one, always. Oh, wow. The teacher's pet. Um, oh, wow. No, like, <laughs> follow, I, my, that's obviously not surprising. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I would never speak up. I would never speak up in class. I was always so scared to because I never thought that I had the right answer. And it wasn't until I went to college that things started clicking for me. Wait, can you do me a favor, Raquel? Can you take yeah. me back? Just just so I understand, you grew up in yeah. Northern California, is that correct? No, I actually grew up in Thousand Oaks, which is... Oh, here. In, L- L- oh, yeah. in LA. It's in LA. Okay. Yeah. And just, just give me a, sn- a snippet of like, you started modeling, pageant. How did it kind of all begin for you? Because, you know, you say you were this quiet kid, but I mean, obviously you had a lot of ambition. So... Tell me kind of how, yeah, tell me how that all came together and then how it led you to kind of Vanderpump. I was very ambitious because I was so nervous about talking, (laughs) but I wanted to push myself out of my comfort zone. So that's what drew me into pageantry. Um, I was always scared to like talk in front of other people. So going in and being judged in a in-person interview and being on stage in a swimsuit and evening gown, that really pushed me outside of my comfort zone. 
And when I was able to, you know, help myself grow in those ways. And let me, let me ask a question. Are, I've seen these TV shows, right? Which I'm sure you have where they show pageants. Are the, was your mom like a pageant mom, stage mom? Is it like that? Or are, I mean, have you seen other moms like that when you were coming up in it? Because I find it fascinating and it's got to be a very surreal experience. Like just, you know, being on stage at a young age and, and having to talk and do all these different things. Is there, yeah. is there drama in that world that you saw or you were shield, you know, shielded from that? No, no, I, I didn't start competing in pageants until later. Like when I was a teenager, maybe like 16. So I never experienced the toddlers and tiaras <laughs> here in person, but I can tell you from my experience, it's nothing like that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then, and then, so you start to do pageants in your teenage years. Obviously you're modeling as well. And you're going through this and you're going through your education, you're going through your education. And then what happens? So then where, where does that take you? You go to, you decide you want to go to college, obviously get a degree, which I understand I got one as well. But at that point, do you continue the mo- Just, you know, kind of take me through that last part into Los Angeles and how you met James. Cause I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued. So when I competed for Miss Hollywood, one of the judges wanted to sign me because she had a modeling agency. So that was my little gateway into the modeling world as little teenager Raquel. (laughs) It was really fun. And then I, I decided to go to Sonoma state university and get my degree in kinesiology. Oh, wow. And I would love to work with kids with special needs in the near future with that. Did you know that a lot? Did I you? did. Yeah. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Dude, that's amazing. That is amazing. I, I had no idea. That is very... No, see, that's why has, I love... She has a very sweet heart. But that's why I love podcasts, because I would have never known this, and now, Raquel, I like have a whole different... Like, I mean, I always liked you, and you and I have always been totally mm-hmm. respectful to each other, but knowing that you want to work with kids with special needs, I mean, that tells a lot about somebody. I mean, that is that's a real... Yes. Yeah. Okay, so, so you study that. And then, mm-hmm. and I was modeling for a boutique called Ula Lux while I was in school. Um, so I was doing photo shoots with them once a week, and that kept my modeling career going right. for the time being. <laughs> right. um, and then, <laughs> I guess two years ago is when I moved down to LA, and James and I have our own place here okay wait tell me now hold on because this is the exciting part i know this is the because you're fake you raquel whether you like it or not you have a ton of fans i know lala does and james i have two or three my mother my dad and my sister <laughs> but but let me ask so so how do you even meet james because i don't know that story at all how does that you happen? story no randall's never no. heard of raquel you have oh to tell God, him Randall, <laughs> it's like it's like a perfect fairy tale i love story. it tell me, like, tell me tell me tell me tell me it didn't okay. involve, wait one sec, Raquel, it didn't involve Range Rovers, right? Just, just, <laughs> just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. That's my story. No, okay. unfortunately, Range Rovers were <laughs> Okay, tell me, uh, tell me how you guys met. That's really cool. Okay, so um, my sister Kate invited me out to New Year's Eve with her. Super last minute. I had no plans, but I had my sorority sister with me. So we went out and we went to pump. We had dinner reservations at Pump, and James was DJing, and I was sat at table number seven, which is right by the DJ booth. Oh, that's great. That I is, love that you remember the table number. I know. That is... Okay, so I keep love going. It's right already. by the DJ booth. And um, 
I thought he was so cute. And I had gotten out of a relationship recently at that time. And James was like the only guy that I thought was really attractive. So I go over there and I song requested Beyonce. Of course. And he was like, well, I don't normally take song requests, but for you, I will. Oh, I love and- this. I love this story. <laughs> I'm such a romantic. This is awesome. Yes. And that was the first time I heard his British accent. Oh, oh my God. And did you that die? That was the first time. And I was like, oh my God. Like, And for a moment, I thought he was faking his accent because it was so so strong right it caught to like a point that it was like such a thick british accent (laughs) but now looking back on it looking back on it i've noticed that james will amp up his british accent according oh oh wait a second wait Wait, according to who he's talking to no no, that means wait so when he was out there raquel meaning if he he liked you he was into it. I know he was into Oh, it. James has got swagger on swag. I mean, I already know James has got swagger, but knowing this, yeah. when he saw you, he went from like, oh, I could be in America to, oh, how okay, I'll put no, Beyonce he, No, on. he's definitely yeah. never like American. He's like true blue British boy. No, no I know but that. But it's so funny that he like amped it up for Raquel. Right. That's, but I think that's adorable. So after he puts, plays a song, what happens next? Okay, so the countdown. (laughs) This is great. The midnight countdown, New Year's Eve countdown. And so he's like announcing it on the mic and I'm like dancing by him. And then he pulls me over and we kiss at midnight. Oh, Mike, this is the greatest story. It is. It's like Cinderella. This is pretty dope. I know. It's pretty dope. So then he, (laughs) he invited my sorority sister, Mandy, and I to this place he was DJing afterwards and I was like hell yeah hell yeah let's go Mandy like be my wing woman let's go Mandy is is definitely going to be your uh, maid of honor I know she she has to for sure she will definitely be a bridesmaid I love it I love (laughs) it (laughs) okay let me wait let me ask let me ask another two questions so first of all after just getting to know you more here you and I have a bond on how we met our significant others because I, as you know, met Lala for the first time when she was manning the hostess stand at when I had a Christmas. I was dinner. womaning the hostess stand. Man, well, okay, womaning the. Of course, I have to be <laughs> at there. Sir. Yes. So at I sir. met. Yes. So I met Lala at Sir the oh same way. That's crazy. <laughs> I know that those those places that Lisa Vanderpump owns are just like the they Match hold maker. a lot of love. They, they are the matchmaking <laughs> places. That is insane. I love that story. I had no I had no idea. I love this story about you and James. I had no idea. But What's once that? you once you 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 didn't follow him, but once he invited you to the the after party, you went yeah. there and what happened? Yes. Did you let him hit it the first night? Raquel Levis. You're a lady. Oh I'm guessing god. that. Oh my god. I Raquel? can't believe you're asking me this because no one's asked me straight up that way. No one's asked me. Um, um, and the answer is yeah, it was, oh! yeah, it was supposed to be a one-night stand. Yes! That's my girl, Raquel. Raquel, I gotta <laughs> say something. I gotta say something. You know, Lala was the same. She was the same. <laughs> and I will say, look at us now and look at you and him now. So yes. there we go. <laughs> See, I always tell people, I'm like, you know what? I don't think that that, that like holding off the cookie really applies 
at all times. No, no, no it's a myth. It's a myth. <laughs> yeah. It is. I love okay, it. Okay, so then you go, you're at Sonoma at this point, right? Like you just came in for, were you at home yeah, for like Christmas break? break? Yeah, at this point, at this point, it was my third year in college. Okay. So I was at Sonoma State in Northern California. So it ended up being that James wanted to continue dating me and he was down to do long distance. Um, So the first date that we had when he came up to visit me, we went wine tasting um, because that's what we do. In Sonoma County, of course, (laughs) we keep it classy. We go barrel tasting. This is amazing. We get a party bus, so we got a party bus, and we went out there to all the different wineries. Oh, this is as romantic as it gets. I really had. I swear to you, Law, I had no idea that. I mean, this is a great fairy tale. It is. It really is. And then, so how long had you guys been together when you made your first appearance on Vanderpump Rules? Um, it must have been. Maybe five months because we met the first of January and then we started filming that summer. Oh my gosh. That was, that's quick Raquel. And I want to, I'm really going to like pick your brain. We're going to take a short break and we will be back in a hot second with the beautiful Raquel Levis. And we are back with Raquel Levis. How you doing, boo? I'm doing good. <laughs> you still hanging in there with us? I am. <laughs> All right. So I am excited that we just heard a, an incredible fairy tale, which I had no clue. Raquel and I are bonded because we both met our significant others at Sir. No, now, but she met him at Pump. You both okay, met at, our, at, at a Lisa Vanderpump restaurant. At a Lisa Vanderpump yes. restaurant. Okay. Yes. It was about a block away. Yeah, okay. Right? So I at least get that. Yeah. Okay. Now the question I have for Raquel is... Everybody's shacked up. Everybody's gawking down the aisle. It's like the cool thing of 2020. Oh my God. We're asking her about marriage now. Yes. We're asking if she <laughs> well, let him hit asking. on the first night. No, no. I, I, didn't, I didn't ask anything about the hitting on the You're first right. night. I, I'm the romantic one in this relationship. Okay. I, no. Is, by the way, is if you guys haven't discussed it, but um, is there any intention soon do you guys see that happening in the future or has there been talks or or is it just you're you're just gonna wait to the right moment yeah i i definitely see that in the future for us um we are we're not in a rush i keep telling him i'm not in a rush um <laughs> because i i still feel like i'm really young and i don't know I how just, old are you raquel 25 I'm 25. Oh, wow. Oh, so you're not. No, you have uh, plenty of time. And and James, how old is James? He's young too. How old? I think he's only 27, 28. Oh, you guys are like. 28. Oh, you guys got. No rush. I will say this though. I know. There have been moments that James and I are in the studio and that's definitely his boo-boo that, you know, Raquel is the one. So (laughs) that'll definitely listen to me. I'm answering the question for you, Raquel. I'm like, Oh, they'll for sure. (laughs) They'll for sure. But you you know what? I I like Raquel's attitude. Like, like it's just a, it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen and it's going to happen when we're both. Yeah. They're lifers. That's how it works. Mm -hmm. You on the other hand, (laughs) what? You Did I pressure? Pressure. Oh, I didn't know that. I learned pressure. (laughs) You, you said, this shit's going down by the end of this year or you're going out. It was pretty much like that. But oh, in a wow. nice, you don't remember that? You got amnesia now? Yeah. I, yeah. Well, that was probably one of my, in my drunken stupor. Oh, I forgot. That's right. <laughs> okay. So Raquel. Yeah, baby. Let's yeah. talk about, we have had two seasons together that have been rocky. A little rocky. A yes. little rocky road. Absolutely. 
And for, you know, you and I have had conversations off camera, off podcasts, where, you know, we've, in my opinion, have come a very long way. Yeah. And this season, we had our coffee date, which I know that we both felt was for me it was a highlight but I I loved filming that scene with you that was one of my highlights this season because we got to speak on such like like a real and civilized and like nice level where like we were hearing each other and um and I just got to talk to you about my experience with James's steps to sobriety and I feel like we were able to really like relate in a way. Absolutely. I felt like we related in that moment too. And I have to ask because I am obviously a hothead. You have been on the receiving (laughs) end. How in the world do you maintain being so calm and poised during attacks? Like what the hell did your mom teach you to be like that? No, no, I don't know. I just born that way. That's amazing. I Raquel, Raquel, I give it to you mad credit and mad props because I am on the receiving end sometimes of my fiance's Mm. frustration. I like to, I use the word frustrations. But um, right. and I I'm pretty level headed, babe. Don't you think? I mean, I, I I'm pretty yeah. Calm. No, you're pretty normal. But yeah. but but I think I think uh, you know you're not marrying Lala. So the fact that you can be <laughs> calm is mad props to you. Mad. No, I really think it's amazing. Do you like when you go into filming? I know I asked you this, but like because you don't know what to expect and you're so like normal and level headed. Like, right. what is your process of being like okay? I know I got into it with Lala or whatever, like going into a scene, like how do you maintain that? I mean, I'm asking you for advice here. I knew that. I (laughs) wait, Raquel, I'm going to shut up right after this. I knew where she was going with this. Raquel, she was basically had to hit it on the head. She wants you to help her. Raquel, give her advice. How does she remain calm? Please. (laughs) I need the advice. I wish I I had an easy answer for you. Um, But all I can say is, Every time I go in to scene filming, I try to just like be really happy going into it and like, I don't know, try to enjoy the moment because it's in those moments where I grow personally um, in the sense that I get super anxious when we do film and we're in positions that aren't the easiest and i'm very non-confrontational so right so that's just your dna it's basically it's your dna it's the way DNA. yeah the way yeah. the way the way that you function day to day is you your don't sister get... like that is your sister like calm too i like to know if her no. no no uh, she's, she's she... not she's um <laughs> she's the opposite we're very opposite <laughs> oh my gosh i love it have you have you ever battled with her no we're our our age gap is too much we're oh really six years apart so we never like battled it out like that okay but you're like more of the calm child and your sister's more of the one that's like just a a killer not a killer but you know what i mean with a a fight yeah okay i totally get it wow i i mean i have told you this many times and before we sign off i'm going to tell you again you have been you've made an extremely you know hard life changing moment like coming on to this show I know that it's not easy 
And from the bottom of my heart, I am sorry that you've been on the receiving end of my wrath. It will not happen again. And I want to tell you, not only were you cool, calm, and collected, you are so fucking fun to watch this season, Raquel. You need Aww. to know that. Oh, that, this is so, I mean, this, I want to hug it out. <laughs> if we weren't in Thank quarantine, you. if we weren't in quarantine, I would hug it out with both of you right now. This is really sweet. I mean, that's, and I, and I love Raquel that you shared your story because it really is a beautiful story. And I think sometimes we don't just like, you know, Lala and I like, people don't get to see all of us and i think just like people don't get to see all of you and james and hearing kind of how you came together and the love that you have and you're you you know you got pushed into this world like i did and it's not an easy world yeah. to be in and i give you a lot of a lot of respect for that so thank you yeah. thank you so much we are so happy that you <laughs> that you gave us some of your quarantine time and i hope that you go <laughs> and enjoy the rest of your day my love yes thank you you too you guys thank you you were so fun to have on and we appreciate it yes bye babe okay wow i have to say like there have been many moments and i'm not gonna get choked up about this i'm sure it's because i'm like stuck in this house bouncing off the wall but you know filming a reality tv show is a lot of work it's a lot of pressure you're asked to be surrounded by people that you don't always click with or see eye to eye and you know most times people want to slam you for the way that you've treated somebody and absolutely i did not treat her correctly but people also have to understand that we don't get one minute to sit back and reflect on what's happened or think about what's been said we are thrown into positions where you know, you either are a fighter like me or you're very cool and calm like Raquel. And I respect that. But I think, you know, the making up of my cast members when we can see eye to eye and show love because we're in this together, that is the most beautiful moment. Well, I'm sitting here looking at you with tears in your eyes and, and it makes me happy because I know, you know, and not to get into too much, but I know that you have been very affected by just this thing with Raquel that, that happened on the show. And you know, well, I of anybody that like who I think should get the wrath of whatever I'm feeling, not, she is not, so not the one. I know, baby. And I, I feel really bad about that. Well, I love you. And I know that in your heart, you're the sweetest human in the world. And I know that Raquel, I'm definitely not the sweetest human in the world. You, you Well, you're the sweetest human to me. Well, thank you. Okay, but what I want to... And I'm really grateful that she came on the podcast. That was amazing. Like, her talking about how she met James, amazing. And and by the way, what I'm trying to say is this, is that you are the sweetest in, inside. That's who you are. And I think that you're put in a situation that, you know, you're on a show where, where you guys are together every day for months and months and months and months and months, and and people explode. And I think the fact... Let me just say this. Okay. The fact that today you can sit here and admit you know your your faults yeah. right that's you know how big of that 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 takes a lot of courage just like it took her a lot of courage to be able to come on the podcast and say hey we are okay we are friends now we did bury the hatchet and i want to tell you that you deserve the same amount of credit because you don't give yourself any credit ever and i'm looking at you and i know you still probably won't give yourself credit but lala it takes a lot to apologize there's and just step up and say there's something that i the part that I need to work on is when I went off on Raquel the mm. two two times this season, 
what she was saying, I felt that I was that things that I cared about were an attack. Even last year, I felt that she was attacking my dad and I needed to take a step back and be like, she's not meaning this in an ill way. Correct. She's not. You, but you also but were instead, so- But instead, I took it and I was like, I'm ready to fight. Right. And I should know by now the difference when someone's trying to be evil and mean. Right. And when someone is saying something where I'm taking it the wrong way. And I want to say, again, you're- it's huge of you to be able to apologize, say you were in the wrong at the same time. And I'm not, I mean, I am your partner, but I'm also going to be honest. You were in a really, really difficult place the last year, losing your dad. You were, I mean, you were in a spiral. So, I mean, I'm not justifying anything. I'm just saying you weren't in your right head because you'd lost your dad. So, so, so now, now today I look at you and I see a, a different woman sitting here saying, you know what? Sorry. I didn't mean to come, come at you that way. You didn't deserve that. And look at you two now. Now you guys are friends and you guys talk and, and she trusted to come on our podcast, which is huge of her. And, and it's huge of you to yeah. be able to want her to come on this podcast. So I just think if we weren't in quarantine right now, we'd all be at dinner. So yeah. That's my story. And I want to say one more thing before we sign off. Most people that know me know I, I know that I have negative comments in my DMs. I know that I have negative comments in the comment section, which is why I avoid reading them because it affects me. However, when I watched the show back and I saw my behavior, that is what is sitting with me, not anything else. I mean, the other day we did Andy Cohen's show, Watch Robin's Live, and he was like, a lot of people, I asked him, I was like, are you asking me these questions? Did I get a lot of hate from that? And he was like, oh, we had so many comments about it. So I had no idea until he said that. And I was like, I was already feeling badly about what was yeah. going on. So I'm just really grateful we had her on. She's a freaking no, badass. But I can already see you. Already. And it was fun because she, she even told us she gave it up on the first night. See, Which, a girl after my own damn heart. I'm sure she's going to be like, oh, no, I don't want to be a girl after Lala's heart. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to leave this one alone. I, but I want to say you already look lighter and happier. Like the fact that you two. I better. Yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, look, this is week. I don't know anymore. I'm just going to leave it at that week, whatever of quarantine. Cause this is, I feel like we live in quarantine now, but I think doing this podcast connects us to people that are kind of in the same boat. And I think, uh, you know, I, I want to say relationships are hard. And then when you put people in quarantine, they're harder. So anybody out there that's going through a, a tough moment in their relationship, Stay positive and stay strong and just keep working through it because the stronger you are in quarantine, the better your relationship will be out of quarantine. Absolutely. We are sending you all, all of our love and our (laughs) prayers. And before we sign off and I tell you guys to go slay the day, let's listen to some voicemails. You ready, Rand? This is like my favorite part of it. I know. It's so fun. Right? I feel like I know these people. Yep. Hi, Laura. I'm Randall. This is Andrea from Atlantic City, New Jersey. Love you, Lala, and everything you stand for on Vanderpump, but I love Randall. So, Rand, you better stop saying you don't have any fans because you do. Now, my question is for Randall. I want to know more about your background on poker. I've watched videos of you playing. It's amazing. If you've ever come to Atlantic City to play a tournament, let your fans know. Thanks. I love this question. Oh, my God. A poker question. Lala's going to fall asleep here. I'm going to start banging my head. First of all, uh, uh, thank you. Atlantic City, I love. And the Borgata has the best tournaments ever. So when I do come, I definitely will post 
Um, I don't know. I, I am so obsessed with poker. It's my passion. You know, what can I say? I, I put a lot of time in studying the game. I love tournaments. I love the competitiveness. Uh, I love how I'm always trying to get better and you can never, you know, beat the game. You're always working and improving the game as it evolves. And it's just one of my favorite things in the world. It's a happy place for me. And I've really, the community of poker is just so special. I love meeting people from all over the world that play. You can go to any country, any city, any state, find a poker room and, and play. And, and you don't, you know, it's just, it's just a really, really unique uh, game. So Thank you, uh, and I'm glad I have a fan. I think you're one of my first fans outside of my family. So thank you. And I'm just dying that someone asked you about. You know, I could do a whole podcast. Poker. You, you know what? You know Andrea. What? Andrea, I'm going to tell you something. Wait, <laughs> Andrea. You know what I'm going to do for you? And Lala's not going to let me, but I'm going to win this battle. I am going to do a poker podcast with you, Lala. Maybe in a few weeks, where we bring on. Phil Hellmuth and a couple of the best pros in the world. Okay, so we'll have all of 10 listeners that week. Okay, fine. Andrea, Including Andrea. Andrea will be listening. <laughs> all right. Anyway, thanks, Andrea, and I appreciate it. And all the poker players out all the poker players out there, keep listening, keep playing. All right, next question. Hey Lala and Randall. This is Leanne from New Jersey. Me and my kids absolutely love watching Lala on Vanderpump Rules, and I love listening to your podcast. You guys are hilarious, and you are my favorite couple on Vanderpump Rules. And I just had a question. I was wondering if you've ever considered doing your own spinoff show. I think that it would be an absolute number one hit, and you guys would be hilarious to watch for an entire hour. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Would you ever do a spinoff, babe? First of all, first of all, I want to know how old her kids are that are watching Vanderpump. I bet you they're teenagers. Oh, Leanne, you're you're a gangster. (laughs) I love that you and your kids watch Vanderpump. I'm not going to answer this question because all I'm going to say before you answer this question is the following. I said I would never do Vanderpump. And you did. Right. And I'll say, and I'm going to say I would never want to do a spinoff. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I, you realize if we did a spinoff, we would have to show it all. Like we would have to show our fights. We'd have to, it would be we so, don't fight. <laughs> we go toes. We love hard, play hard, fight hard. <laughs> and love hard. And I said oh, that said love first. Hard. Love hard, play hard, saying, guys? fight hard. See the fans. Are, look, you're looking at me right now. See, that's what I'm saying. I would do a spinoff in two seconds. Mention it all. <laughs> Mention it all. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I would I would prefer not to do a spinoff, but if my fiance uh, forced me to, I probably would fold at some point. Well, first we have to get an offer. Evolution, where you at, bro? Come produce my shit. <laughs> All right, next, we have one more voicemail. I love this one. Yeah. Hey, Lala, it's Darian. I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma, or should I say, Tulsa, Oklahoma, with nothing but a hole as a pitter. I vote yes for James Kennedy coming back. We love him. We have so much fun listening to him. He is so awesome, and I didn't get to see him when he was here, so I'm sad. Other than that, how much – my question for you and Randall is, how much of a decision does Randall have in actually planning the wedding? Would you say it's like 90-10 or – 50 50 or do you let him make any calls and if you do what calls are you, is he allowed to make about the wedding thanks rand how much are you involved in the wedding planning this is funny because she asked 50 50 or 90 10 
I think you're more 90 and I'm more 10. Okay, that is not, okay, I'll tell you, can I tell you the truth, my opinion? Yeah. I think when we started the wedding process, I think maybe I was 90, 10, my favor in the beginning. You were 90, 10? You I, were the 90? I think I was driving okay. the train. Like, you were fine getting married with six people. Yeah. But now, and be honest, Law, and I see the smirk on your face. Tell me. I believe today my power has completely gone, and I believe you've handed it over to- Now neither of us have power, and our moms split it 50-50. Correct. But but I think that whatever you say these days, I'm kind of like- I just want you to be happy. Okay, and, uh, so Rand- yes, Randall is a movie producer. So this wedding, he sees it like it's a movie, like it's a production. <laughs> For me, I've been very vocal about this. I have never dreamed about getting married. It, like I wasn't that kid as, as a, a young girl. No, yeah. I was thinking about like, all I want to do is move to Hollywood. Like that's what I saw, you know, while most girls are like wearing veils and shit. That wasn't me. So for me, I was like, let's just have a small wedding. We'll invite our close friends and family and call it a day. Randall and his producer mind was like, no, I need a 50 piece orchestra and a piano player and a uh, whatever else. 50 person choir. 50 person choir. But be honest, Law. Be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, before your fans fans think that this is your still mindset. No, no, no. I'm telling them how I feel now. Okay. I just want everybody to hear. I just want everybody to hear. When it came to canceling the April 18th wedding and we were like, okay, well, we can still do it that day, but we'll do it very small. You could have had a small wedding at that point. I was like, oh, but now I have this extravagant wedding in mind. (laughs) I want the 50 person choir. That is true. And by the way, fans of Lala, I will tell you, she really had at a moment where you could have decided, let's just do the courthouse, small, whatever. Yeah. And you said, no, my mind is there now. Like, I want to celebrate in the best way. And I will tell you, our wedding now, having gone through this quarantine like the rest of the world, I I even told my mother, the celebration we're going to have is going to mean so much more than yeah. anything we've ever celebrated because it's almost like a celebration of freedom right. of our freedom again. Yeah. I mean, in addition to the romance and the love that we have, I just think we're going to be so excited to, to enjoy every moment of that week. Absolutely. Today was a fun podcast. We got to answer y'all's questions. We got to have Raquel Levis on the podcast. I'm feeling good. I feel like I can send our listeners into their homes again. <laughs> Display the day. <laughs> Guys, keep moving around. It, you know what I do, La? I go from the kitchen to the bedroom to the family room, and I just pretend I'm going to different cities. You know? That's, That's a it. great idea. I do. I do. I'm like, the kitchen is Paris. And then I go up to London in my bedroom. Yeah. And then sometimes I go to the playroom and I think like that's like Disneyland. So I just I just keep it in my mind. It's like I'm moving around. Oh, it's like we're all getting our creativity back. I love it. Yep. All right, you guys have the best day ever. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We love you. And we will see you and talk to you next week. Mwah. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.